to all who listen to this happy podcast, welcome to Win Waltz Time with me, your host, Craig Mahoney, your old pal, Craigers. Welcome to the first inaugural episode of this great, big, beautiful new podcast coming to you every Wednesday. Oh, it's a great, big, beautiful new podcast about Mr. Walt Disney. Hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is a new podcast about, as you may have guessed by the title and uh, the uh, podcast artwork, if you saw it, about one Mr. Walter Elias Disney, his work, his studio, his life, the people in his life, the people who at his studio. We will be covering it all here every week, every Wednesday, I hope, early Thursday, the latest. Um if you become premium subscribers on the Substack, if, if, if enough of you do that, then uh, that, that'll make it easier to do this uh, consistently on a on-time, regular basis. Anyway, uh, yeah, In Walt's Time, and if some of you may have uh, guessed, is a pun. It is, uh, you know, W-A-L-T apostrophe S is a pun on In Walt's Time, W-A-L-T-Z, uh, the musical signature for three-quarter time. And uh, that's why the music you heard at the opening is uh, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. I was originally going to go with When You Wish Upon a Star by uh, Dave Brubeck, who was a jazz pianist, uh, was a jazz pianist, great, legendary jazz pianist. And uh, I'm a huge jazz fan, especially mid-century, mid-20th century jazz. Um, you know, that whole swing, bebop, post-bop, hard bop, uh, Bob era and Dave certainly was right in, in the middle of all that and he had a great album called Dave Diggs Disney where he did uh, you know piano uh, sat down on the keyboard and did great jazz renditions of a lot of Disney classics including what is now the studio's theme the anthem When You Wish Upon a Star and I was like this is great because I you know I can It'll be nice open to the show, and I can showcase, uh, you know, some great music that I love that people might not be familiar with. And um, and then I realized that uh, When You Wish Upon a Star is, in fact, uh, in 4-4 time. It's in standard time, and it is not, in fact, a waltz. And then I didn't know what to do. And I was watching Cinderella one day, and it opens up, and I'm like, wait! Dreamers wish your heart makes that that's a waltz that's a waltz that's and it is essentially the spiritual sequel the successor to um when you wish upon a star they're both they sort of you know they both encompass they're both sort of uh you know about these these same you know disney ethos that same theme that runs throughout you know the the disney's work and his life and the company itself so i'm like this is perfect this is this is what we're going to use. So there you go. There's a little uh, behind the scenes, a little how the sausage is made for this podcast that, as you may have guessed, will also deal with a lot of behind the scenes and how the sausage is made of uh, various uh, Disney films and the parks and attractions and different projects that he worked on or um, were done under the auspices of his name in his lifetime. And we will be covering just the things that go on uh, during his lifetime. Uh, but it will not be strictly... A, uh, a history, you know, it won't be strictly an educational podcast where we'll just be, I'll just come on here and just give you the behind the scenes and the making of and the, and the you know, here here's a story of the history of. It's going to be a little different. Um, so you're thinking, uh, you might be thinking, well, well, what kind of podcast is it, Craig? And also, who the heck are you? 
Why should I even be listening to you? Who who are you? What is this podcast? Explain it to me, Craig Mahoney, man that I just heard of. Sure, sure. Though you could you could have been a little more polite about it, but okay, fine. I will. Um <laughs> So there's a lot of Disney podcasts out there. Like a lot of Disney podcasts out there. And how is this one different? Why should you listen to this one over so many of the others? Um, well, I, I wouldn't presume to tell you why, but I can tell you how it's different. Now, you basically, you have three categories of Disney podcast right now. Um, the most, by, by far, the most ubiquitous are the podcasts that are about the parks. Uh, mostly Walt Disney World, but about the parks in general, Disneyland and the history of the parks. What's going on at the parks? What you should do at the parks? Here's the new ride. Here's the new merchandise. Here's the new food. Here's the new the new mini headbands, uh, mini ears. This is not going to be that podcast. Uh, the second type of podcast is there, there are those who just talk about the Disney company in general. So they talk about the parks. They talk about the new things going on uh, with Disney Studios and Walt Disney Animations. And but also Pixar and Star Wars and Marvel and the Muppets and National Geographic and ESPN and ABC News and oh now 20th Century Fox. I mean it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. You know you could ostensibly have a a uh, Disney podcast where you spend a whole episode talking about like aliens or Planet of the Apes because Disney owns those now, and that's not the type of podcast I want to do. Um, despite the fact that I do like most of that stuff, uh, I actually am a huge fan of, of many of the things that I'm a huge star Wars fan, a huge comic book fan. I love the, you know, the MCU. I'm a big, you know, nature, um, documentary guy, big animal lover, big wildlife, uh, conservation supporter. And in fact, I am a national geographic subscriber. Um, I'm a big sports fan. Uh, Disney Plus was kind of made for me, really. Uh, and I love, I love the Muppets, love especially the classic Muppets. Pre, you know, during, you know, in in Jim's time, in in Henson's time, um, love those. So uh, I I could do a podcast about those, uh, but I'm not <laughs> because that's that's an awful lot to talk about. And then there's the third form of podcast that this that this one ostensibly falls into for the most part um which are you know about the history of the man and the parks and the studio that that focus mostly on the classic era you know and, and his lifetime but how this will be different from that is uh first of all now you know those are hosted by people who have sort of you know, and our, our writers or Disney historians or at least amateur Disney historians and dedicate a huge part of their life and have dedicated many, many years of their life to learning and reading and studying uh, about uh, Walt and, and, you know, everything that, uh, you know, he was involved in. I'm just kind of starting out a little bit. I know more than most people. Um, I probably know more than a lot of hardcore Disney fans. But I don't know more than these other people who are already hosting perfectly, perfectly fine podcasts and are writing, you know, blogs or books or whatever. I'm not trying to compete with them. Um, so there's going to be a lot more analysis, a lot more just conversation in general about those things. You know, uh, I'll offer up my opinions on certain things, and then, uh, but I'll also there's going to be it's going to be a weekly conversation for the most part. There will be maybe one out of every. Four five, six, seven episodes that'll just be me talking here uh, like I am now by myself. 
uh, about a certain topic and my and you know what I know about it and trying to give you a little bit of educate you a little bit on the background of it but also just giving you my own feelings about it and uh, the rest are going to be uh, conversations with people who know more than I do uh, with various authors who maybe have some interesting books out uh, with some of the you know aforementioned podcast hosts with some of those bloggers some of the you know people who, who are Disney historians or amateur Disney historians or, you know, host uh, various types of Disney content. And, you know, hopefully they'll have some things to teach myself and all of us listening and some interesting stories to tell and can give us some in-depth uh, insight into different aspects. You know, we'll have maybe, you know, certain weeks we'll focus in on certain projects or certain eras. Uh, but also just to, just, just to kind of, uh, you know, shoot the breeze a little bit about, and, you know, and here's how, you know, okay, but how do you feel about it? You know, like, uh, so some of it might also be just some current uh, artists or people involved with Disney or animators or just, you know, in, you know people in, in arts or entertainment at all who I think uh, who are huge Disney fans or fans maybe of certain Disney properties or works uh, who just want to, you know, we can talk about that for an hour. Um, so that that's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of a, a little bit of a fandom discussion, a little bit of a history discussion, a little bit of an uh, art entertainment uh, criticism analysis uh, discussion every week. And uh, I hope it's fun. And I hope you know I, I, I expect to have a lot of fun with it. I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you have a lot of fun listening to it. Now, uh, but why why me? right? who who the heck are you, Craig? I mean, I mean, I don't know you from Adam. I just, you know, I just put Disney into the podcast app and your name showed up. I don't know who you are. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I am an artist. Uh, I am an entertainer. Um, semi-professional entertainer. A pretty professional artist. I've made, you know, decent uh, living at it. I Well, right now, what I do is I, uh, you know, I'm an artist. I more like, you know, draw and paint, uh, do a lot of, um, sort of, yeah, I guess what you'd call fine art, like photorealistic stuff, but all of, you know, athletes and a lot of movie characters, pop culture, and, you know, a lot of cartoons, a lot of Disney stuff. Um, and I also do some voiceover work, uh, a lot of commercials, corporate stuff like that. I've only been doing that for a few years though. I've been drawing and painting forever. Um, but I also, I went to school for animation for a year, <laughs> before I decided this was a, well, to give away my age a little bit, um, this was while they were doing, they were changing over from sort of hand-drawn 2D animation to the, to computers. And, um, you know, it was weird because when I was going there, I actually had classes where, you know, we were still drawing on sheets of paper and with a pen, you know, pencil and still doing the flipping and back and forth and stuff. But also, uh, you know, then going to a computer class, you know, right afterwards and learning, uh, how to do that, do animation on that. And not only did I have no interest in uh, being a computer animator, I, I wanted to draw. You know, uh, I ultimately realized I didn't want to draw twelve or twenty-four frames per second either. I just wanted to draw. I didn't really, I didn't really want to animate. Um, although it was kind of a perfect uh, vehicle for me because I was, you know, I I was an artist and a performer. You know, I was a kid who, you know, perf- I was a was was the lead in all the plays and stuff in high school and everything was, you know, would sing and act and stuff like that. 
but also, you know, love to draw and paint. So I thought, well, animation's perfect. You get to do it all. Except uh, acting with a pencil 12 or 24 drawings per second is a lot different than just getting on stage and hamming it up, you know? Um, so did that for a year, left, and then went to uh, broadcasting school. Um, ostensibly to just get on television and I actually ended up just working for years doing behind the cam behind the scenes doing camera work and I did a lot of stuff for live sports a lot of freelance stuff some editing uh, but but while I was doing that I also uh, I sang in some cover bands I sang with a jazz trio I was one of those guys down the Jersey Shore um, with uh, you know singing with my solo guitar Doing the uh, the greatest hits of the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. And, uh, you know, a lot of bar entertainment. I did stand-up comedy for a few years in New York and uh, New Jersey. And clubs and bars. Never, you know, never got on TV. Never really made a, was able to make a, I got paid. You know, I could say I did it professionally to an extent, but never was able to make a living at it. Um, but now I'm at the point where, you know, I kind of do mostly, I occasionally have to, to supplement with other forms of income. But most, for the most part... I make money off uh, off the art and off the voiceover, so uh, that's nice. Um, hoping to hoping to maybe you know, add this pot these po- this podcast and some of the other things I'm doing uh, to that. Speaking of which, uh, this is being hosted on my Substack, CraigMahoney.substack.com. Uh, the wonderful world of Craig Mahoney, because this is one of a uh, few things on there. There are four sections to the pot to the Substack. One is going to be just me posting my art, all my various art, various uh, subjects and styles and what have you. Um, that'll be the main page, as well as occasionally me writing, doing some blog posts just about my life and whatnot. And the other three uh, sections are three different podcasts. One is going to be more of a general interest one. One is the one you're listening to right now. And the third uh, is about the New York Yankees. So... Uh, you can subscribe for free, and you will get notifications every time there's a new episode of this podcast up. You can opt out of getting notifications about the other sections, should you not want to uh, you know, have your inbox filled with that. But you can also become a premium subscriber for $5 a month, or, oh, what a bargain, $50 a year, where you can... Uh, where you'll get some extra stuff. You'll get some bonus content where I will be recording uh, sort of special episodes once or twice, maybe more a month for all three of the, the podcasts. And for this one in particular, there'll be bonus content where, you know, I probably will talk more about the current um, company. And that, that'll be the avenue where I'll, I'll give maybe some, you know, uh, some of my thoughts on things going on with the parks or with the company currently. And whoo boy, is there a lot going on with both of those currently? Um, <laughs> not that I want to wade into all that, all of that stuff, but, uh, <laughs> but that's even just some new, some new things, you know, just new movies, new, uh, items like Disney plus whatever with that, the, the stuff that does not fall under the purview of this podcast, uh, we can, we can throw up there. So if you're interested in that, uh, the, you know, for $5 a month, you can get that extra stuff. And you'll also get some previews. If I'm working on some larger Disney art projects, uh, you'll be the first to know about it. And you can see some, you'll be able to see some of the work in progress stuff. You can also follow me on, on Instagram. I have an in waltz time Instagram that, uh, I started months ago because as, as when I first came up with the idea for this podcast, but haven't really been able to, uh, it's taken me a while to finally get the whole thing launched, but you can follow on Instagram and uh, you'll find out about you know when new episodes are up and what guests I've got coming up. And again, any new Disney art um, and some works in progress stuff will all be posted there as well. So I hope you do that. 
Anywho, um, before I launched, I, you know, it was a perfect segue into the plug for all the, the various things I have going on. Uh, but what was I talking? Oh, yeah. I was talking about supplementing my income uh, as an artist and a voiceover guy. Uh, yeah, so the basic, basically, I may not be a Disney expert. Uh, but what I am is, uh, first of all, you know, I, I, did I mention that I used to host a radio show as well when I was like a teenager in my suburban New Jersey town? Um, what I what I am is, I, first of all, I know how to talk into a microphone. I know things about a little bit about audio production, uh, but I know I know about like general, you know, production of shows and entertainment. And I, like I said, I know about animation. Um, not privy to all the new techniques and software now, but well, that's not really what this uh, podcast is about anyway. Bottom line is, um, I, I have a, I wouldn't say expertise, but a certain wealth of knowledge and experience to draw from where, you know, you could, you could say that it, there's, it's a little, maybe, uh, maybe, you know, we should carry hopefully a little bit of weight or, you know, give a little bit of credence, I guess is the uh, better term for, uh, Maybe some of my analysis, some of my opinions, some of my thoughts that I offer on this show as the show goes along. So that's me, your host. <laughs> uh, how do you do and shake hands? State your name and business, uh, as I just did. And I hope, I hope, I hope I pass muster. That's my CV. Those are my qualifications. And um, yeah, so you know what this podcast is going to be about. You know who's hosting it, and 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 why. You know my my opinions. Uh, Aren't going to be completely out of thin air. Um, why Walt? Why Craig? Why 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 this subject matter? What does it mean to you? That's that's uh, that's a good one. That's good. That's a good question, man. You guys are really good. Uh, <laughs> I grew up loving animation. I grew up loving entertainment, loving show business uh, itself, um, loving cartoons. Now I grew up in the '80s, and there was a lot of cartoons on. And I, but not, I wasn't exposed to a whole lot of Disney because this is when they were doing the Disney vault. And this is also, as far as the shorts, the classic shorts, you know, a lot of those were, uh, if they were shown on, I don't even know if they were shown on Disney channel that much because I didn't have Disney channel because in the eighties it was still a, um, it was still a premium channel, you know? So we didn't have that. In fact, even I think in the nineties it remained a premium, I don't know, whatever it was. I never, we never had it on our cable. Wasn't until I was an adult and I had like whatever Fios and it just came with it. But um, as uh, as a kid, no Disney Channel, but there was plenty of cartoons uh, on hand to offer. You could always find classic Looney Tunes, as well as the you know the Saturday morning stuff and you know He Man, GI Joe, Transformers, all that stuff. But you could find a lot of the classic shorts, and I really you know that's what I really fell in love with, and what really got me started learning about. The history of animation and animation itself is an art form, and it's not like I had no knowledge of Disney. Obviously, um, you know they were still re-releasing the movies in the theater, and we went. You know, I saw. Uh, it, I don't know if it was the first or second movie I ever saw. It was either that or Empire Strikes Back. Those were the first two movies I saw in a theater, and uh, two two good ones, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, I am your father, and your mother can't be with you anymore. Those are those two. This is a great way to introduce a toddler to life, taking him to those two. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of effect it had on me. Might have. Might have been a little bit. Um, 
Anyway, Bambi was one of the first. I saw I saw Snow White in the theater. Uh, I saw Pinocchio in the theater. I saw The Jungle Book. Any others? Can't remember. Well, of the, of the classics, of the re-releases. I'm trying to remember. But the 80s, the late 80s, early 90s. And this is when I was in my adolescence. This is when I was going through junior high and into high school. Um was when they had the Dis- you know that's when the Disney Renaissance happened and everyone all Disney fans know that know of the the Disney the legendary Disney Renaissance started you know well generally little mermaid some people say rescue Earth's down under or whatever but you know we're talking little mermaid beauty and the beast aladdin lion king uh that was yeah that was me going from like 7th and 8th grade into high school and uh or, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, if you want to start it then. But, that well, first of all, bringing up Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which at the time was not a Disney uh, movie. It was a touchstone, uh, which was owned by Disney. But, you know, was not under the Disney, you know, actual studio name. And, of course, featured a lot of non-Disney characters. Whom, if you were a kid at that time, uh, going into the theater, you knew that you were already aware of these characters because they were on TV so much. And so here's what I'm talking about. What a great time it was. Uh, to produce animation fans or just to be an animation fan. But yeah, I think even if you weren't one, you could, you could I think ev- pretty much everyone of my generation who was into it a little bit had a great appreciation for it because there was so much going on. It was not just a Disney renaissance. It was an animation renaissance. Part of it was spurned, in the fa- spurned by the fact that, uh, spurred by the fact, not spurned, uh, spurred by the fact that I think, uh, you know, Turner, uh, had just started, you know, I think they just, they had launched TNT and these networks and they were, had, didn't have a whole lot of programming for them, but he had the whole huge library of Looney Tunes and MGM cartoons. You know, we had the Tom and Jerry's, we had the Tex Avery's and it was also a time when, uh, you know, Bugs Bunny's 50th birthday, I think it was 1988 and they made a huge deal about that. And there was all sorts of, uh, you know, magazines and specials and books. There was a huge, there was a, by Joe Adamson, there was this, uh, Bugs Bunny 50 years, one gray hair that you could order that. Uh, and I think it was a thing where, you know, the generation who had grown up watching cartoons on television constantly, like this, the sixties and, you know, if, or maybe they remembered even the fifties, you know, and watching, you know, watching Walt and the Disneyland or wonderful world of, uh, color, uh, television shows. They were old enough now where they were starting to produce, you know, started to take it seriously from a scholarship level and starting to produce these books, but also, um, you know, wanting to produce great animation themselves, that they were starting to, you know, have some positions of power in television and movies. And I think the animation renaissance started in 1985 with the release of An American Tale, which of course was a lot, was, you know, Don Bluth and a lot of former Disney animators, but also Disney itself. This is when, well, I think that was the year Walt Disney television animation really started we all remember the disney afternoon but you know 1985 is when they had um gummy the new event the gummy bears the adventures of the gummy bears and the new adventures of winnie the pooh on uh on saturday mornings and that really sort of kicked off a new era in quality in animation and then obviously you know ducktales came out and i think 1987 uh and so this is at this time, uh, you're starting to see some real quality anime. You're starting to see like great quality feature animation uh, in the theaters. And obviously, and Disney, uh, listen, they were doing, uh, they, you know, they Black Cauldron, but then a Great Mouse Detective, which I, I think is the most underrated uh, animated feature. 
came out around that time. Then Who Framed Roger Rabbit and uh, Little Mermaid. But also, aside from the Disney stuff, there was, you know, you had the Disney Afternoon, but you also had uh, Tiny Toons and Animaniacs. You had Batman, the animated series. And we had The Simpsons. We had Ren and Stimpy and the Nicktoons. Um, and then, of course, it was, you know, Beavis and Butthead. And there was, uh, what was it? Um, MTV's Liquid Television. And, you know, I think, you know, a lot of these guys who had sort of, came up in the underground comic scene or, you know, independent animation scene. Uh, there was just more of an acceptance by the time that, you know, they're, they're larger studios or television networks realized that there was an audience for this stuff, that a generation who had kind of grown up on this, and especially with the success of various different sci-fi and fantasy uh, properties, you know, realized that they could do some really cool, interesting stuff with animation and, Man, from like 85 to 95, there was so much good stuff. And not that there wasn't after 95, but I think by that time it had become so successful and so ubiquitous that there was so much. that It's not like there wasn't much of a renaissance anymore, but then it just became sort of a, you know, well, okay, animation is just a part of life, you know. Um, you know, I think Toy Story was 95, and... Uh, and that's where I kind of look at the 1985 to 1995 renaissance. And I think, you know, Cartoon Network premiered right around that time, too, towards the mid-90s. And then eventually, I, I, you know, it's not like there wasn't great stuff being produced, but it was just, it was kind of everywhere. Like, at that point, it was like, all right, we know animation is a product. And I think also, to an extent, though, it did sort of burn out where it became, where even though cart there were still some people doing some interesting things, it started to get looked at a bit more as a product and a commodity and, and start getting treated a little bit more as a children's product. Again, there was some less chances taken. Uh, I think, you know, the Disney features, I know there are people who love, they, they all, all, every, every Disney movie has its fans and its, uh, defenders. But I do think, you know, the quality definitely, as far as I'm concerned, dropped after Lion King. Um, not that it was bad. Just think it wasn't as good. Uh, anyway, <laughs> 1980, that, that whole era, like when I was, uh, you know, my formative years were, was just, you know, it was great for producing animation fans and appreciators of animation. And I had, you know, I had lots of books. And as someone who drew regularly, uh, it was, it, I really, really dug it. And I drew cartoons and comic book characters constantly. And even though, you know, Disney wasn't a huge part of it as far as the cartoons. I mean, obviously, I watched the Disney Afternoon regularly. Um, but I, you know, I, I wasn't as familiar with a lot of, like, you know, the classic shorts, and you know, which I think even kids today aren't. Like, it's, you know, we can table that and discuss for a later date to talk about how uh, well or poorly Disney, um, you know, treats their uh, library of shorts. But... Uh, what was I saying? Yes. So, <laughs> appreciated animation. Loved animation. Uh, did not have Disney Channel. But I had a great appreciation for Walt Disney, the man. Like, I admired him. He was a hero of mine. I loved the fact that he was a m mogul who did things in not just cartoons, but various. You know, was a movie mogul, but also the theme parks... And was sort of a futurist. And, you know, I had visited the parks. I'd been to Disney World twice as a kid. Well, uh, once when it was just me and my parents. And then once later. Uh, around 1990-ish with my little sister. Um, and 
I, I, lo- I love it. I, I love Disney World so much, and I love Disney, and I love Walt the man. But then, you know what? A uh, funny thing happened. Uh, well, life happened, really. Uh, like I said, I when I left animation school, uh, I went to school for broadcasting, and and um, <clears throat> I was doing a lot of camera work, you know, a lot of live action, a lot of live sports, but uh, and ended up singing in bands, doing some stand up, and kind of really went a few years where I didn't draw at all. And then when I got back into it, when I got back into drawing and painting, I. Uh, I was doing a lot more, you know, photorealistic stuff and a lot more, and a lot of sports stuff and, you know, more fine art and more grown up stuff or whatever. Uh, but definitely stuff where I was basing it off more like real life and, you know, uh, and, and in a stylized manner. I never wanted the art to look like a reproduction of a photo. Otherwise, you could just, you could just get, the, get the photo. Um, but not doing cartoons, not doing anything stylized, not doing more like comic booky or illustration, you know, illustrative style stuff. It was all very much, you know, sort of fine artish photo, you know, photo realistic art. Um, and then I started branching out more into, you know, into a lot more pop culture and nerdy and geeky stuff, painting a lot of Star Wars stuff, a lot of, you know, uh, you know Batman movies and, uh, you know, whatever, Coen Brothers, Jaws, all that sort of stuff that I loved. Uh, and, but still was not doing a lot of cartoons, not doing a lot of, you know, any non you know, color cartoons, comic book, graphic illustration type stuff. And it wasn't until my mid thirties, uh, when I got together with my ex and, um, her parents, we went down to visit her parents who lived just North of Orlando. And we would, and it was a thing where we were, we went down there early January, uh, cause it was her father's birthday. So we went down there for sort of a late Christmas, his birthday thing. And we did that two years in a row. Like the, the, the two years that we were sort of, you know, together at that time, uh, living together. And while we were there, we went to, we went, we did a couple days at Disney world and it was amazing. It was like it, 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 that first time we went, it really did kind of, uh, reignite a spark in me, you know? And, you know, I went and I saw the, you know, the exhibit, the exhibit at, uh, Hollywood studios, you know, the one man's dream. And it was like, Oh man, I forgot. This guy's my hero. <laughs> Forgot how much I loved it. And I just, man, it just felt so good. And I loved the feeling there. And I loved the entire vibe of the place. That, uh, yeah, it made me fall in love with Disney all over again. Like, you just, you know, if, if you're a Disney fan, you're listening to this. If you're not a Disney fan, why are you listening to this? But if you are, you know, surely you, you're, you're a regular visitor to the parks or at least Walt Disney World. Or you've been there, you know, a couple of times, and you know what I'm talking about. Like it, it's it's almost like a therapeutic thing. It's like, it's it's yeah, you, know, you feel a little reborn leaving there. You know, it's just there there it it just and I can be a little bit of a cynical guy. That's another thing. Uh, what well, that makes this podcast different is I am uh, like my my stand up when I was an angry young man uh, was known for being very dark and very filthy. Um, and I've been known to be a little cynical, a little misanthropic, um, dealt with depression a lot. I have bipolar disorder, um, which will be, which might come up a, in, in certain forms of analysis of Walt in his life. And Walt intrigues me a little bit too, because, um, you know, there, there, there are some similarities I think between, between us personality wise, uh, that, that, that it, 
since I've started reading about him, definitely intrigued me and it sort of attracted me to him as a, as a subject uh, a lot. But uh, going to Disney World just makes me feel good, <laughs> you know, which is probably not a very unique or novel statement, but it, it really does. And I had, you know, and I'm very glad that we went down at that time because it sort of reignited my love for that. And then I came back and I started drawing more like cartoons and Disney stuff and doing Disney artwork and just various just cartoon and illustrative stuff in general that I had not done in years. Um, and I started, you know, listening to some of these uh, Disney history podcasts and started reading up more about it and, and going visiting some of these blogs and stuff. And then, you know, uh, buying a couple of the biographies. And sort of uh, getting on the path to where we are now, hosting this podcast. Uh, it's just Walt uh, and and those, especially those classic shorts and movies that he created, the animated cartoons that he created, and um, and and you know just that park and even so much of what the company does now are just a huge, huge part of my life. I I I am a Disney adult. Gosh darn it. I don't care who knows it. Um, so that's that's why we're going to do this because it, it makes me feel good. You know, because I can still, I can get, still get very cranky and cynical and sarcastic and snarky, you know, and you sit on Twitter too long and it just poisons your brain and you find yourself just, just, just being a mean person that you don't want to be. Even if you're not tweeting it, you're thinking about tweeting it. Um, and... I, I, I want this. I need I need to have this a part of my life for me. <laughs> it is it is a happy place. It is the laughing place. This is this is my laughing place, although we we can touch upon uh the various things around that. Uh controversies and uh around uh that that, that certain IP as we move along, no, we'll we'll wait till we're friends first, and this podcast has its feet under it before we do that. But um, yeah, I I as I I I love having this be a part of my life, and I want it to be more of a part of my life. And you know, I've actually gone back. Uh, you know, my ex and I split up, but I made it a point to go back uh, for myself. You know, because the last time we went, we didn't have a great time, which is you know it's tough to do there. But um. I need to go back and sort of enjoy it uh, on my own. Also, uh, I don't know what it was that I, um, when I was a kid, you know, I went on Space Mountain and uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and Splash Mountain, you know, and I was fine on the plane. I could fly all over. And, I was, and for some reason, when we went back as an adult, and I hadn't flown for a while and I hadn't been to Disney World in years, and I couldn't believe how freaked out I was. Like, I was I was scared flying. I was scared on Space Mountain, scared on the... Uh, Big Thunder Mountain. I was scared on all the mountains, <laughs> all the mountains uh, in Magic Kingdom. We, I, I was like my eyes closed, you know, white knuckle clutching these rides that I had enjoyed as a child. And Space Mountain, I mean uh, Splash Mountain, I practically had like PTSD. Like it ruined the night for. I was so, so didn't enjoy it. So uh, it was actually it was during the the pandemic. I had had a really bad time with it. I was one of the first. I was an early adapter. I was one of the first people I knew who got it. I got it badly. I ended up quarantining in a hotel and then basically locking down in there for from oh the end of March 2020 to uh, well until the day I checked out and then went to Disney World in, in late September that year. Um, I got back to work. I was working a little part time in July and but it had, 
and was doing some stuff, selling some artwork and whatever that I could on my own while working from this hotel room. Um, and then the whole summer waiting for this, uh, the, the unemployment and the extra like stimulus and whatever the, the supplement to come to me. And it just came in this huge payment at the end of the, that summer. And I was like, you know what? I've had a rough couple of years, had a bad breakup followed by a pandemic, followed by being sick in bed for months and thinking I might die. Uh, and I've been meaning to get back to Disney World uh, since that last trip and to sort of reclaim it a little and feel a little bit better about myself. And they got Galaxy's Edge there now, and I haven't seen that. So I took the trip down there. And also because I want – I'm like, I also – one of the things I wanted to do was not just sort of wash the bad taste out of my mouth from the last trip, but I wanted to go back and, and get on a plane again and go on Splash Mountain again and not be afraid. And, uh, you know, I did that. Well, I was a little afraid, but um, – but anyway, I also, uh, I because I had stayed in a hotel for so many months uh, that I ended up with like just a ridiculous amount of rewards points and was able to go back again in January of 2021. I had a fr- I got myself a free suite. I did not stay on the grounds at a Disney resort. But I went, it was my first experience at the Disney Arts, at the Epcot uh, Arts Festival. And... I went back again to that uh, this this year, and I plan on going every year if I can, and um, hoping I can maybe write it off as a business expense because I I want to be not just a part of the I, I don't want Disney just to be a part of my life in the sense that I sit here and draw and paint it and do this podcast and talk to other people who are you know work among Disney and stuff. I I want I want to be one of the featured artists there. I really do, and. Um, and you know, I just I you know I, I love having this as a part of my life. So I'm, I'm hoping this podcast is uh, I I know I'm going to enjoy it. I hope you enjoy listening to it, and I hope you know. And I I can still uh, my one my one other podcast. You know, you I could might still get a little uh, a little fiery, a little snarky, or maybe a little um, cynical here and there. And uh, you know, obviously nobody's. Nobody's happy all the time. <laughs> Nobody's in a good mood all the time. But uh, you know, this this I this is our laughing place. You know, come here and we're, and I, I want this to uh, to be just just fun and and insightful and educational and entertaining for everyone listening week to week. And I'm glad um, I thank you all for listening this far to our first episode, our inaugural episode. Uh, yeah, this is probably this the, the episodes will be up every Wednesday should be up uh, depending on how my schedule and health allows it. I still have some bad like post COVID days. It's weird down to ten years from now. Hopefully they'll they'll have some answers. Um, we'll start fully understanding this, but uh, I um, the, every Wednesday figure if 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 at the worst it'll be up early Thursday. But anyway, every week we're going to be doing this. Uh, I, I have a, a wish list, a lineup of guests that I'm going. I want the podcast. I wanted to get this first episode up. I wanted to, the podcast to exist first before I started asking people to be on it. So that's one of the reasons I'm doing this by myself. And one of the reasons the second episode is going to be me too. Um, not hashtag me too. Uh, just it's going to be going to be me by myself as well. Um, well, we'll go. Uh, like I said, we'll talk. I'll, I'll rec- give you some recommendations on some resources that I have found uh, that are great for learning more about, um, 
you know, Disney and his life and the history of the studio and the parks and everything else. There really are, there's a, there's a lot of great resources. And I'll give you a little rundown of a, you know, maybe a little Disney Plus review if you're looking if you're a classic Disney fan of where you can find some cool stuff on there, uh, you know, and resources to learn more about it and um, and you know, also maybe their lack of uh, classic content, especially when it comes to the shorts. So that'll be episode two. So the first two episodes just gonna be me, me and you, kid, uh, me, you, you know, just you and your old pal Craigers, just hanging, and my and my dog Mickey, who's um, looking at me like you know, wrap it up, we gotta go out. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, named after Mickey Mantle, by the way, not Mickey Mouse. I'm sorry. Although still, I want to do a, a recreation of me and him uh, doing the partner statue. <laughs> you know, of Walt and his Mickey, and then me and my Mickey. I think it'll be good. Uh, also on my Instagram, if you go, you check it out. There's a photo of him wearing my, uh, Mickey Sorcerer's, uh, ears. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Mickey playing Mickey. Anyway, you'll, you'll see the dog. You'll love, he's, 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 he looks like a Disney character. He's the best. <laughs> anyway. All right. All right. We're going. Um, yep. In Walt's time every Wednesday. Please uh, subscribe to the Substack, craigmahoney.substack.com. Pretty please become a uh, premium subscriber and you'll get some extra content. Like I said, $5 a month or $50 a year. Hey, there's a bargain for you. Um, also, uh, in the show notes or on, you know, on the, on the Substack page, you'll see links to my online art store where you can purchase some of my original Disney art as well as uh, various other pieces of art. And a uh, link to my tea public shop where you can find merch with uh, various different sports, pop culture, art, whatever uh, on there as well. And uh, give us a follow on Instagram in Walt's time on Instagram. And like I said, you'll know when um, when new episodes are coming up, when, uh, you know, future guests, who they are going to be and all my new art. Any new Disney art I produce will be up there as well. So I do thank you very, very much. For listening, I will see you, hopefully, or not see you, uh, hopefully you'll hear me, you know, we'll, we'll sort of, you know, see each other in a philosophical sense uh, next Wednesday and every other Wednesday. Until then, take care and have a great, big, beautiful week.